from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Um, at the time of this recording, it is like the second to last day. No, third to last day because it's leap year of February. We're at the very end of February, so that means we're close to the end of third term. Um, when does your third term end, Samantha? Uh, we are going to end in just a couple of weeks. So, Oh, my um, gosh. Just, yeah. Just... Oh, my gosh. Are you at a high school? You're at Granger, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, Granger High School. So, are you four A, five A, three A? We're big. Um, I think we're maybe the biggest school in the state. Really, have, five or six A? Man. Yeah, we have like thirty five hundred kids. How you know, many? It, how many it, kids on your caseload? Um. Well, this year I'm actually doing a lot better. <laughs> my first two years. This is my third year at Granger. My first two years, I had four twenty. Four twenty. Uh-huh. So, how many seniors? Like a hundred more? Yeah. About yeah, 100. about 100. Okay, uh, but this so this year I'm down a little, so I'm down to like <laughs> uh, the last time <laughs> it fluctuates. I just got two new ones today and I, I lost one last week and it, you know, it moves right. so quickly. But I think um, last time I checked, I was 390. Wow, so 390. Right. Yeah. And well, in third quarter is kind of when we start to sweat a little bit for our seniors, <laughs> um, especially those that are doing credit recovery, trying to get their credits in. Um, so yeah, all you counselors out there, we're, we're doing it. We're getting there. And for, especially you newbies out there and you're like, I have all so many seniors that they're not going to make it. A lot of them will, they will get across that finish line, kicking and screaming, and you will be stressed until the last day and it never changes, but they will get across that finish line. So for those of you who've been here for a second, um, last few weeks, we've been highlighting the different members of USCA, the Utah School Counselors Association, and those people that have been involved. Um, so we can kind of show you guys what goes on behind the scenes, who's involved, why they got involved, and all that good stuff. And so today we have here with us um, Samantha McMorrow. Did I say it right? McMorrow? You did, yes. Oh, look at me. <laughs> Man, I can pronounce stuff. Um, and we're going to talk to her about why she's on USCA, why she became a counselor, and all that good stuff. Um, I usually ask about like what can, what what school you're at, but we already went into that. Um, so Granger, what town is that in? It's in West Valley City. Okay, in West Valley. Oh, you're really close to me. I'm in Tooele. Oh, nice. Yeah, Tooele. West Valley is just like Tooele 2.0. That's where everyone <laughs> goes to the Salt Lake Valley to hang out. We're no longer in Tooele Valley. We're in the Salt Lake Valley now. You guys <laughs> actually have like a Target and an Olive Garden, and it's an actual city, even though most people think it's a ghetto city. It's still a city, okay? <laughs> there, there are a lot of things here. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's big. I didn't know your school was so big. Thirty five hundred students. Yeah, it, and like I said, Ooh. it fluctuates because we have a very, very transient population. So what we're does that in mean? And out. What does transient mean? Um, means they students come and go. Okay. Um, so they come for part of the year, then they leave. Maybe they come back this year. They'll come back next year for part of the year. Um, they just come and go a lot from our school. And so we'll have, I've registered kids in the last week of school. Oh my before. gosh. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Would, would, you, would you say that you have a higher population of low socioeconomic students um, at Granger? 
Uh, we were a Title I school before our district decided not to have any of the high schools be Title I. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So that, I guess that kind of tells you, yes. <laughs> is, is that Granite School District, I'm assuming? Yes. And Granite's a pretty huge school district. There's a lot of schools in Granite School District. Yes. It's giant, yeah. man. So you're in year three over at Granger, but how many years have you been a school counselor in general? Uh, well, this is my 18th year. Oh, in- you're yeah. not old enough to be a counselor <laughs> for 18 years. Yeah. Wow. Have you had any kids come back and like you work with kids that you used to counsel or anything crazy like that? Um, so I guess one of the most interesting um, stories I have about that is my first year I worked in a day treatment. So it was um it was mental health and education together. And it was uh, through a mental health agency that contracted with the school district to provide uh, day treatment. Mm-hmm. And I worked with a student there who was just going through a lot, had a lot on his plate. And um, then fast forward, like maybe six, seven years later, I saw him um, at a teen program and he was um, like super excited to see me and was telling all of the other the kids at the the program, like nobody mess with her, nobody mess with her. So. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, so yeah. what what year was your first year as a counselor? My first year. So I graduated with my master's in 2006. Okay. And then I went right back into um, doing a PhD. So. Oh, you have a PhD. Yes. And, and you're and you're a counselor. Yes. <laughs> you, you do this because you love it, man. PhD and <laughs> yeah. everything. That's so. What'd you get your PhD in? Counselor education. Oh, oh, legit. You are you are yes. you are you are doctor counselor. You are you are the doctor counselor, dude. <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, so I've worked with everybody from um preschool all the way to graduate students wow when you first started what level were you were you um as a counselor what level were you at like elementary middle high uh, i guess yeah. elementary school counselors weren't a thing 18 no years elementary yeah oh really you started out as elementary school counselor yeah so the district that i came from um there's an elementary counselor in every single school wow 18 years ago yeah that is unheard of because only recently has the state been pushing for elementary school counselors to be in every single school in the state. What district was that that had every <laughs> single school covered? Well, it was uh, Fairbanks district in uh, Alaska. Oh, okay. Okay. It wasn't Utah. Okay. <laughs> it was not Utah. Starting there. It was not Utah. <laughs> that That says a bunch. Okay. So you started off in Alaska. Yes. How long were you in Alaska? Uh, 17 years. Oh, so you just barely, you are, you are a transplant just this, just three years ago or whatever. Yep. Yep. I went there for graduate school. Um, and I remember telling my family, they were like, oh, Alaska's so far away. And I'm like, I'm just going for two years. Huh. I'm coming back to Michigan. <laughs> That's where I grew up. Oh, oh. And then I didn't, I loved Alaska. So I stayed. Oh man. So you're from Michigan. Originally from Michigan. You went to Alaska. And then how on earth did you end up in (laughs) Hodunk, Utah? Oh, people ask me that all the time. And there's not like a really big reason. There were a lot of little things that fell into place. And and I just 
felt like making a change and exploring new areas. And You're like, I'm, so why not Utah? Bunch of yeah, why not? Crazy Mormons. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. And so as your career has progressed, what are some of the changes that you've noticed in counseling that like, you know, little, little 20 year old you or whatever, when you're 18 years ago, <laughs> um, th that you're like, man, like that's new. We didn't have to deal with that as much when I first started out. Um, well, I mean, of course, COVID changed everything, but you know, everyone talks about that. I'll talk about, um, true. um, I'll talk about that when I was first graduating from, um, my master's program, the national model was a new thing. Oh yeah. In, uh, 2006 I graduated. So it was, it was a, a newer thing that was coming in. Mm. Um, it wasn't, um, I didn't get as much education on it as I think people do now. Right. And so um, it was more of a kind of professional development and learning along the way to become familiar with yeah. it and, and learn. So, so that's been a big change because I think everyone now is trained in the national model. and is Yeah, they push it hard. They push it hard. And I mean, I graduated from Utah State. And in that program, they push the models pretty hard. They push ASCA. They push USCA. Um, and I know some other students where like they didn't talk about like it's interesting what gets covered and what doesn't get covered in in certain programs um, from program to program. Like as a high school counselor, especially we are in charge of making sure the boxes are ticked so that kids line up to graduate. And I don't think I ever discussed high school graduation requirements in the state of Utah ever in my program. Yeah. Um, and I was like, afterwards, I was like, I, I get that not everyone's going to do that because we have different levels of counseling. Not everyone's going to deal with it, but like getting him past that, that finish line is a pretty common goal for everybody. And so I thought, thought it interesting that never got discussed. Um, and so when, when you came into counseling 18 years ago, why did you do it? Like what got you into counseling? Um, well, I didn't even start college until I was 24. I was the high oh, school senior. Oh, you old cougar you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was the high school student that didn't know about the options. Okay. I didn't know about FAFSA. I didn't, I was just like, well, I don't have any money. So I guess I'm not going to college. Oh. And, you know, I just didn't know. I didn't right. know the options out there. And then when I was 24, I started at a community college and um, I was like, well, I'm pretty good at this. And then I found out about, you know, Pell Grants and things like that. And, and um, so then I kind of progressed from there and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I know, like thinking back, um, the educators that had been in my life had been, you know, they'd had such a big impact that um, I was like, you know, that's, that's really cool. I want to, I want to be able to have a, a impact in other people's lives. And um, so that, that all kind of mashed along there. And then I was actually in a bachelor's program for elementary education. And I went to do my practicum hours and I ended up getting in a really, really rough classroom. Oh. The, the teacher struggled 
a lot and like classroom management kind of stuff yeah oh man yeah it was a rough experience and I was like wow I don't think I can do that every day (laughs) and she's she's going through the ringer and um so I talked with my advisors and they were like well you know you have enough uh credits to you could pivot and and do a practicum with community mental health and and graduate you know, still in that way. And I was like, that sounds awesome. So <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did my practicum with community mental health instead of the, the elementary school. And, um, I was like, I really like this counseling field. Um, but I still wanted to be in the school. So I ended up finding a way to make it work with, uh, then going into school counseling, man. And you stuck around for yeah. a long time because a lot of counselors i mean they pivot um as their as a profession goes on you know some of the best admin i have ever had the privilege of working with they were counselors at first um my favorite admin ever my principals and assistant principals that i have loved the most were ones that started off as counselors um yeah but there's some choice you like you that you guys stick around for a really long time why haven't you gone ways that could get you i mean honestly more money you have a phd like (laughs) why why do you stick around counseling well i really like it um i like working with the students i like being um you know are you in a in a high school as well yeah yeah tuila high school yeah we have about two thousand kids we're 4a um but yeah i'm at a high school and i've only experienced high school yeah so you know the energy level though that's that's there in the high school um Yes. Yes. It can be overwhelming and then all at once gone in an instant, yeah. especially with the sophomores. But yeah. And and you get to do something different every day. You're, you're not doing the same thing every day. Sometimes when, you know, it's like right now we're putting in course requests for next oh year. Gosh. So it kind of feels like you're doing the same thing. Oh my gosh. You're at that <laughs> time of year. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but, but you get to do something different every day. You get to just work with a variety of people. It's it's pretty yeah. cool. Um, and I do have my um, licenses to to do community counseling, and I have done that. So is that um, like therapy in the community, basically? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And I've done that before, and I've done um, I've worked at a university before, and um, as an adjunct professor, and um, yeah, it's just. I end up coming back to the schools because I just love it here. <laughs> yeah, I can agree to that. Um, you know, with I, I, I did do a little bit of side hustle work, you know, speaking to parents and stuff about digital safety. And I, I will say that I much prefer my interactions with children and students versus day-to-day interactions with just adults all the time. We suck a little bit, just a little bit, you know, it can be, we, we can be harder to work with than the kids. Um, and the kids just, I don't know. It is very self gratifying when you just see a light bulb click on for a kid when they get something or when they realize they're like, Hey, I want to do this, but my mom thinks I'm just going to be a deadbeat. And we're like, well, did you know you can take X, Y, and Z career path according to your strengths and it's still a valid career and it might not be a university because everyone thinks that's on a pedestal, but it's this other path that's still going to make a great, great life for yourself. And they're like, oh, oh my gosh, I will amount to something. It, there, there is something about that that is just very, yeah. very fulfilling. Now, I, I know that every every level has its pros and cons. Um, 
and you've worked at pretty much every level um, throughout your career. You started off in elementary. When did you hit into the intermediate middle school area? Uh, I, the last three years I was in Alaska, um, just right before I came here, I was at a middle school for three years. Okay. And yeah. what was your favorite part about those joyful, blessed, sweet <laughs> spirits that, that drag you down to the gall of bitterness sometimes? <laughs> well, you know, middle schoolers have big emotions, so yeah. that's, that's, um, a joy and a challenge. <laughs> and uh you know they just they're they're a lot of fun um they have more autonomy than yes. elementary um uh-huh. now that i've been at the high school level i see even more here and so i think that that i at this stage in my life and my career i feel like i really appreciate that and i like working with students who when you're talking with them about changes that they can make, they have the power to make some of these changes. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you're you're working with elementary, you're giving them skills, but they don't have a lot of control about the environments that they're in. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. And it's hard because you do so much work with them and then you go home and all of it can and is sometimes undone because of the environment that they're at home but that doesn't stop us from you know doing our darndest to make you know the eight hours that they're in school the safest eight hours of their yes. of their day you know making that the best part um and so you've been in utah for what a whopping three years now this is my third year yeah so your third year about to finish year three um so you're really new to the state what made you want to get involved with the utah school counselors association just jumping right in yeah. Well, you know, I joined the association before I even moved here. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, okay. I was okay. I was involved in Alaska. And um, so when I made the decision I was going to move here, um, I think it was right before Christmas. And I was like, OK, I'm going to start uh, working towards this. And I started working towards getting my license to transfer over. And then I joined oh. the association. And Did you then... have to do anything extra to get your license to transfer to Utah? Because I know we're kind of we're kind of stingy with our licensing requirements. <laughs> Not for my school. Well, no, I take that back. I did. Um, oh, and you the... have so many certifications. <laughs> oh, I did the career uh, college and career readiness certification through the state you know, where you take the three classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that the spring uh, before I came. I thought okay. it was a requirement and I've since found out that optional. <laughs> it's it's not a requirement, but they make it sound like a requirement. On the, on the their, their, their wording is very, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I saw that too and about, because I saw it. And I was a new counselor. I'm like, crap, I just barely got done. Do you saying that I have to do something else? And like, Ugh. and then our, our director was like, actually, no, this is something optional. You, you know, very, we highly recommend it. But if you don't want to, and like, we would all like, never mind, we're good. Like before she even finished the sentence, um, because, you know, no one does anything optional in education. Just kidding. We all do um, <laughs> all the time. Well- and yeah, so that was you- a big surprise for me. And I ended up, I think that spring I took um, 
nine credits because I had already signed up to do this mentor program through our university. And so, yeah, when I found out that it, it wasn't exactly required, I was, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and so you became a member of the association. What got you to be on the board and get involved? Yeah, so I um, went to the last two um, uh, state conferences. Okay, really our fall conferences. Yeah, really appreciated that opportunity and and getting connected with everybody. And um, then I saw that there was an opening uh, for the high school level, and I was like, "Well, I could do that." So yeah, you could. Um, and a lot of people. I feel like are deterred from joining the board of Yuska because they think it is so much extra time and work. Um, and you have quite a load on your plate before joining Yuska, you know, with counseling and from, you know, on and off again, <laughs> therapy in the community. Um, how has your experience been on the board of Yuska, you know, as far as like having time and you know energy and <laughs> and the commitment that it's been yeah um it's not a lot of extra uh during the normal months you know mm -hmm. uh but i would say it is extra around the conference time yep during um, october there's some extra yeah. leave the office hours yeah so um my thing is that next year I said, I'm going to rent a um, hotel room down in Provo because I didn't like driving back and forth. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I'm just going to stay down there during the conference. But That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. And I mean, West Valley to Provo, that's what, like an hour and a half? Um, yeah, it's about an hour, I guess. About an hour. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see that. Well, where, where, where was it this year? Was it in Provo this year? Yes. It was in Provo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. At UVU, at the UVU thinking of Bobber business center. Yes. Something, something. Convention center, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man. And so yeah. overall, has your how how have you enjoyed your experience being on the board and working with people and connecting with them? Oh, I've had a great time. Um, everybody is very welcoming and um, you know, just easy to talk to. And I've asked a bunch of questions and um just, yeah, it's, it's been great. Um, even like, for example, we just had that educator day on the Hill. Right. And yeah. And we were, you know, everybody was invited to come up and spend some time and, and, um, you know, everyone on the board was so great that reaching out and saying, Oh, okay. Who, does anyone need a, a red for edge t-shirt to wear and coordinating and, um, who's going and stuff like that. So it's just very inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. And even for, I mean, people that have been counseling a long time like you and people that have been counseling not so long time like me, um, I feel like we're all equals on the same playing field. Like even though like professionally, it'd be really easy for like me to feel like that everyone else has so much more experience and they're looking down on me. I don't feel like that because everyone really is just looking to connect and learn and help. Um, because as a, as a member of the board of USCA, we really advocate for school counselors when it comes to, you know, the state making policies and when it comes to the, you know, professionals and, and content creators that that we connect with, you know, for our, our conferences and things like that. And we have the opportunity to make a little bit of change for the life of counselors that 
that we work with. And I think that's something beautiful that we have the thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And um, you were talking about advocating. So one of the things that um, I have discovered is he, so in Alaska, my national certification was um, accepted as a national certification. I have it through the national board for certified counselors. Right. And here the legislature does not honor that as being a national certification that you can get a stipend for. Oh, wow. Yeah. And my district said, well, we can't do anything about it. It's done at the state level. So I took the opportunity while I was up on the Hill talking to um, our representatives that I said, you know, I've done 3000 hours of supervision um, well, supervised uh, experience, a hundred right. hours of face-to-face -face, um, meeting with a supervisor. I've done two national exams, uh, you know, have all of these credits in these different areas. And to have it, it be said that it's not um, recognized, it doesn't qualify as a national certification when like the National Board for Certified Counselors is the national certifying board. Um, and so I was met with some good responses um, that they are gonna take a look at whether there can be some maybe, um, I don't know, amendment maybe to right. <laughs> some, of, some of that to, to consider it. Going that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, that, that's just like, that's a, an amazing example of how we can, we can actually make an impact. Um, and so if those of you that are out there that are wondering, oh, should I get involved in the board? Just do it. Okay. There are so many availabilities, different, uh, different committees. You can be on the board itself. You can be on a committee chaired by different board members, but there's definitely a spot for you to get involved with the board for the Utah school, school counselors association. And especially if you feel like you want to be seeing some change within your community, then or within the school counselor profession in general, then come on over to the Utah School Counselor Association. Come on over to the USCA board, um, and let's talk about it. Let me see what changes we can make. Um, as we wrap up, Samantha, if, to those floundering counselors that are out there, first-year, second-year counselors that are just drowning and not knowing how the heck they're going to survive, what parting words of advice might you have for them? Okay, well, I guess I have had to kind of reframe my thinking to understand that I am never going to get everything done. Like I go home every day with things that are not done yet. Um, and, and that's the way it is. You know, last year we got a new um, operating system in our district and we left mm. at the end of the year with everything not done. Um, yeah. It's just, there's so much you prioritize what has to be done right mm -hmm. now um, and you chip away at the the rest of it and just kind of give yourself some understanding that you're not going to get everything done every day. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Relax a little bit. You know, your to do list is going to stay forever long. That's just part of the yeah. job. Um, leave work at work. And when you're home, be home and just have a good time. Um, yeah. yeah, well, this has been a fantastic conversation, Samantha. It's always fun to get to know the wonderful people that, you know, we get to work with at the USCA, um, and on the board. And thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the sounding board from the Utah school counselors association. I hope you all have a wonderful day and we'll see you on the next one.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email thesoundingboard at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.